Support for today's episode comes from Dean Products, a sexual wellness brand set on design forward community based pleasure education. And what I love about this brand, it's on a mission to help close the pleasure gap for people with vulvas. Guys, their toys are amazing. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code Boonie10. That's Boonie, all caps, 10. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the BooniBreakdown.com. Hey, y'all, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to the Boonie Breakdown podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 225 of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. Uh, we have our special, special guest, the homie, the BFF KG, is on this episode. Um, you know, when I have him on, we, we, we got to talk about the political scene, right? And so we kind of talk about what's happening in the state of American politics right now. We do talk about the economy. Why the fuck is everything so expensive? And then I share a personal story about a Christmas tree and Kenny and how he helped save the motherfucking day last Christmas. But I'm so traumatized from this story that I don't know how I'm trying to prepare for this Christmas. All right. So stick around for that conversation. So let's just hop right into my pick of the week. Um, shout out. I'm a part of the short hair gang again. Um, and I think just it's something about and if you've never done this experience, it's something about as a woman cutting your hair, right? Because it's so many standards of beauty tied into long hair. And I was literally going through it with myself or some, I think a few contributing factors not nailing down on one in particular, but my hair was thinning, it was breaking off and I have very thick natural hair that's not um well I guess it is long hair right I have long hair and I'm not used to thin scraggly weak ass looking hair and so for me it was just like I said I made an appointment and I told the lady whatever you have to do and however much you have to cut off to make my hair look healthy and thick again that is what you need to do like you don't need to tell me is this to just do it right and so I think it's something so cathartic and therapeutic about cutting your hair and chopping your hair and changing your look. And um, I'm thinking back, maybe that is my cycle. I've been natural like 15, yeah, 15 years. Yeah, I think I've been natural like 15 years. And I did a, you know, a big chop initially. Um, I was not somebody who transitioned. I just chopped all that shit off and started natural. Um, and then about seven-ish years ago, I chopped that shit off, <laughs> started over, had like a little taper cut and here I am. So I didn't go as short as I did the last time. Definitely not as short as my initial big chop, but it's nice. You just feel lighter. It's less to worry about. It gives you a different look. And, you know, sometimes you just got to let that dead weak ass shit go. And that was my lesson there. Um, so pick of the week. I'm back in short hair gang. <laughs> Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. All right. Shout out to last week's episode guest, uh, Melinda Clark, who shared her story of how she had recently experienced a heart attack and had to have an emergency heart surgery. And so 
I got so much feedback from this episode. I was so happy to hear so many of you say you were encouraged now to go to the doctor, to have a physical. You've been putting things off. Sometimes you don't want to know what things are. And it was very um, nice to converse with a lot of you via DM about how this story Um, And this week's episode was transformative for you. It was also interesting hearing from so many and and quite frankly, alarming um, to hear from so many uh, women in particular who had recently had heart attacks too, who had had heart attacks in the past. And some of the story, I think someone shared a story about how their cousin, their young cousin was in her 20s, pregnant and was complaining about chest pains. And they're like, Oh, it's just the baby, but she was literally having a heart attack while pregnant. And so um, you're going to hear in this episode, uh, KG is going to say something. If you see something, say something. And I feel like that applies to so much in life, especially with our bodies. No one knows your body better than you. And like Melinda said in the episode, she don't care if you sneeze wrong, you get the hiccups wrong, and you know that's not how your body hiccups. Take your ass to get that shit checked out. And so thank you guys, everybody who um, shared stories with me, shared stories in the comments and felt inspired um, by and also awakened by Melinda's experience. So if you have not checked out, I encourage you to go back and run uh, episode 224, True Life, I Had a Heart Attack. All right, next up, also want to shout out again we're having a patreon event in two weeks about coping strategies because life be life and sometimes we need to learn different ways new ways on how to adjust on how to deal um, with what is happening in life and the world around us which can be stressful as fuck so that'll be taking place on tuesday november 22nd yes tuesday november 22nd if you're in patreon gang um you can head on you'll get the details for the day of um but if you want to join patreon gang and you're not there you can just head on over to patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown and you can sign up um, I do believe if you get a yearly membership, you get like two or three months for free or something like that. I don't even know the specifics, but you get a deal as the point. You get a deal as a point. Those of you who are at the $15 level, I will be shipping out your next piece of merchandise this week. So I'll be working on all of those orders um, to fulfill, make sure everyone's caught up on their quarterly piece of merchandise. So again, thank you all for your support. All right. And, uh, you know, if you're new here, you just decide to check it out. or You've been listening for a couple of weeks and you still haven't followed us. I really do encourage and appreciate those follows on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, uh, Facebook, <laughs> TikTok at the Boonie Breakdown um, on Twitter. We'll see how long that shit fucking lasts um, on Twitter <laughs> at Boonie Breakdown. And uh, if you share all of the graphics and the images, uh, put them in your Insta story, send it to your group chat, whatever you do. I appreciate it so, so very much. All right. So that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey, y'all. Hey, so um, I had to have the BFF, the homie KG on because I tried to have him on last week, but he's so busy. <laughs> uh, I am always listening. You get me uh, for an hour once. Uh, <laughs> once so busy. So go ahead and put it on your calendar because we'll have to do our albums episode next month. Oh, uh, listen. Yeah, People I already have your list. 
people are not used to hearing me very often. So, <laughs> you know, two times in less than 60 days might be a lot. Um, oh, so I, I apologize in advance to you all, the wonderful Gosh, listeners uh, of, the bony, they, of the Bony Breakdown. They love our responsible fave too. So... I'm going to share a story because you were involved in this. And because it's the holiday season, I don't think I ever shared this story um, with the podcast listeners. But I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. I always do real Christmas trees, which people kind of laugh at me because they're like, you don't even have children. Like, what are you doing? I always get a six, seven foot real Christmas tree. I love this. So last year... Right after my birthday, I caught the COVID. I got hit in that Omicron wave. I had the chills in here. And so I was cranking my heat up to 88, 90 degrees because I am so cold, like so cold. (laughs) I have a real Christmas tree, guys. And it was a vent right next to the Christmas tree. So Kenny brings the boys over to get their toys. And we go over in the room where the Christmas tree is and they're unwrapping their gifts. And I look and I'm like, Kenny, kill that bug on the wall. (laughs) Kenny kills the bug. Then I look, I'm like, oh my God. It's like. Boone got roaches. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Oh my, now roaches. Oh God. Um, So I look, it's like, two of the little bugs on the ceiling. So now I got to go get the step ladder. Kenny gets my dust buster. And he's like, the little bugs on the ceiling. So something was like, look around this entire room. And I turned to the left (laughs) and there's little bugs. It's maybe like 10 or so on the walls, right? And I don't like bugs of any kind. Now, these also were probably the size of they half were very of a small. pinky finger, right? They're very small bugs, but it's a lot of them. So I'm like, Kenny, where are they coming from? So Kenny's all the rest of them up. We're looking like, I'm like, is it in the window? Was one of the windows open? I As thought a- it was coming from the vents. Yeah, we're like, the vents? We don't know. So Kenny's like, oh my God, there's a ton of them in this window. And I'm like, so he's trying to sh- in the window. And I look out the corner of my eye and one of the Christmas ornaments is covered in these little balls. And I'm like, oh my God, Kenny, it's a tree. Get it out of here. So he looks at me like, what do I do? <laughs> like, what do you, like, literally, what do you expect me to do? Like, <laughs> I'm like, get it out of here, Kenny. Like, I don't even know. Just throw it over the deck. Mind you, his two children are here. One of them is absorbing Kenny's energy but one of them is absorbing my energy because now I'm frantic, afraid, like what is happening? Get it out of here. So I've had Christmas, real Christmas trees my entire life. Even as a child, we got real Christmas trees. And so to shorten the story up, essentially, I mean, they are living things that you bring into your home, but my ass, cause I had COVID, I created a warm tropical environment in here that what was ever in that tree fucking hatched in my home. And they were little, I looked it up later. They were praying mantises hatching in my house, which apparently is very good luck, but your girl is traumatized. So now we're in the holiday season. And um, so much so that Kenny's children came over here a couple of weeks ago. And one of them said, auntie, a, 
it ain't no bugs in here. I'm like, don't <laughs> even mention it. <laughs> she got roaches. I'm telling you, don't go over there. She got them. She got the roaches. So, so here's the thing. I don't, I don't know. I have never understood why you have gotten real Christmas trees. I get it. The smell, whatever. There are candles at Bath and Body Works. There are things that you can hang on your tree that it's smell like pine. Um, you don't have to water them. You don't have to go out and it's buy the, them. You don't have to. It's the whole process. Like you go, you get your hot chocolate and you're searching for the perfect tree. Like it's the whole experience. But here's the thing. A perfect tree for you clearly has been passed over by 150 people on a daily basis. Yeah, because it's a personal moment. It is my tree. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, so now we're approaching the holiday season. Obviously, I'm still traumatized by this. Like, I literally, guys, like, I never have pine needles in my house because I know the art now of how to water, preserve my tree. So it's no pine needles. Like, that. that's not even an issue to me. Some people say the pine needles. You're, there you're there were a, pine needles last year. That, yeah, no, last year. I still have pine needles in this motherfucker. I was in the garage, like blowing out pine needles from when we threw the Christmas tree over the the deck into the driveway. So I was riding over needles for like months and it's, it's a mess. So all this to say, it is now Mariah Carey season. It is the holiday season and I need to start preparing to decorate, but I'm not doing a real tree. Like it's just not happening. And so now I'm like, Am I going to do a Christmas tree alternative? No. So yeah. here's the thing. You have high ceilings. So this is the time that you you can go all out. You can buy a 10 foot, 11 foot. You go ahead. You go to Costco. You buy you a very large Christmas tree. You can buy all the large decorations <laughs> that they sell at Costco because they all will fit in your house because of the ceilings. So here's the thing. Just this is where I'm leaning. If I'm going to do a fake tree, it's going to be fake, right? So I'm leaning towards getting a black Christmas tree because it's fake. So no, no, make it fake. No, no, that's just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, I feel like no, people buy Christmas trees and then they use them for years. We've been friends. Yeah, I would use a black Christmas tree for years until I got over the trauma. We've been friends a very long time, my friend. You know my taste. Yes. I looked up like, oh, this is a fabulous. The Christmas tree I liked was $879. I mean, they can get a little pricey. Yes, they can. $879. You failed last year because you should have went. Right then, when that happened. I should have. It was too fresh. I just was very traumatized. I was still battling COVID. (laughs) I still had a cough. But I'm thinking about it now. You're right. So that's what I'm trying to think. Like, what am I going to do this year to wait for the the sale? Because I need a proper tree. If I'm going to do fake, it's either going to be, it's either going to be fake or fabulous. And my taste, I like a $900 Christmas tree. But here's the thing. It's a $900 Christmas tree that you're, you can split that cost out over the next 10 years. How much did you pay for a regular Christmas tree every year? Um, so I would pay, you know, last year they were high because of COVID. 
I would pay anywhere between sixty to seventy-five dollars. There you go. So you buy a nice fake Christmas tree, you put it up, you store it every year. If you ever move again, then you go and decide if you want to buy a new one. But for right now, this one is gonna last you for a while. You keep it up, put it back in a bag every year, you put it away, bring it right on back out. That's the same amount that you spend every year on a real Christmas tree. Boom. There you I mean, go. it makes sense fiscally wise, but yes, that is the story of how praying mantises ruined Booney's Christmas or COVID ruined Booney's Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>. forever. <laughs> because I'm just, I've re- and it's crazy because I'm sitting here where I'm recording is at the, the scene of the crime last year. And I'm going to talk about, I do have some fancy um, window treatments. And it's one little dead praying mantis that is like, I can't get it. Because the way they work, it's still, it's like a little remind. I'm looking at it right now because I can't get it out of the damn thing. Oh, no. How to burn it. Um, But no, these cost too damn much money. (laughs) I can't burn it. But no, I couldn't sleep, y'all, for like three days. I couldn't sleep because I just So here's the thing. Oh, my God. Don't go to a house. If you all ever get invited, don't go because she's she's going to need you to do something. Literally, I had to throw a tree over a deck. I had to then drag said tree down the street to a dumpster away from her home. So, yeah. That's what friends are for. Uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. His children helped. They were trying to wipe up the water. And help, and yeah, it was a disaster. The pine needles. It was a complete mess. It was um, a disaster. But I love you because I, I might have moved out of my house. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I had started that by myself. Like, if I was here by myself. So, but it if, was, if you would have left, it would have been worse. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what I would have done. So it was per like, just think about it. Y'all were supposed to come the day before originally. Had that uh, happened, okay. remember? Like everything worked out the way exactly because I think we caught it as they were hatching. Mm, yes, so, yes, yes. Everything worked out timing. the way it did. It did. Perfect so timing. thank you, friend. Thank you uh, to the twins. I'll never ever forget it. All right. So the, <laughs> the real reason you're here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> the the red wave that didn't happen. I feel like you're our official political correspondent here. I always text you about stuff. I feel like you know everything that's happening. Somehow, uh, some way, the Dems held on to the Senate. Yeah, so I don't even... I, I, I feel like I told you this. Like, I can't even make sense of this yet. Like, I can't... <laughs> <laughs> I can't fully comprehend around it because i feel like everyone is just throwing out multiple things you, okay. you have some people that are like oh it was it was the row issue it was the candidate issue it was um you know wanting to keep democracy it was you know driving out young voters because he did the thing with student loans i don't know what it was i'm not sure it like none of it really makes sense to me yet Okay. Um, one, because I haven't fully seen the numbers. Like everybody's just kind of going off of exit polls and things like that. And I, the past couple of years, I don't even think the exit polls are like truly, truly substantial in regards to like analyzing the, the votes and why people did what they did. Um, so yeah, I, I wish I could comprehend, but it is, like I said, I was predicting, I was predicting a wave 
and I don't normally, I'm normally like, hey, I'm calm, I'm cool, I know where things are going to go. But I was like, this is not like nothing. Yeah, like the only true ass beating happened in Florida. Um, yeah, like there. from what I saw. And so, which is interesting because I think that what is the precipice for DeSantis 24, right? Like, that writing is clear as day that that is happening. He's the yeah. golden boy, whatever, whatever. But yeah, I'm, I I don't know. It was very interesting to me because it was like some states that voted to codify abortion were kind of shockers to people because they're red states. Yeah. And so I don't know what was interesting. I will say on the student loan regard thing, um, that wasn't even enough for me to get out because I just knew that was going to get sh- struck down. Like Either way, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm sure that worked for some people. Now, it might have been a blue wave if that money has actually been able to get out before the election. Like, if people would have started seeing balances and their loans wiped out or their loans decreased to $3,000. Like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm, going to give you a vote. Yeah, that might have changed the game 100%. Um, Yeah, but go ahead. No, go ahead. Say your thoughts. Yeah, Florida is interesting to me because one, I don't think Rubio was a great candidate. So it's like, like DeSantis really drove the election there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, you can see everywhere from the Murdoch family with Wall Street Journal and and um, the New York Post to CNN to Fox News, even like everyone is like, okay. This might be the time. This might be the time. So, like, I try to, I try to personally communicate with people that are not all in my political circle to say, even though I God feel like I, I feel like I'm more on the independent side. But at this point, um, but I, I, you know, I reached out to, you know, a few friends that I know that are, you know, full Republicans voted for Trump twenty and sixteen and was like, hey, is it? Is it time? Do you agree? Is it time to go a different route? And every single one of them say, yeah. So every it just sounds one. like, here's the thing. The one thing I commend about the Republicans is I feel like they would vote for a lizard if it got them what they wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And so Trump just happened to be the person to get them what they wanted and need it. And now yeah. it's like, thank you, goodbye. You were a cancer and we got to move on. <laughs> yeah. But... So- I mean, their their platform, honestly, right now is all about let's own the libs. Like, it's no policy. It's no platform. It's nothing. It's like, hey, let's get these topics out of our school. Hey, let's worry about transgenders. Hey, let's um, let's not be a fan of student loan um, so just things. Be because everything the liberals are saying. And it's just own the libs. And the crazy thing is, like, we see these videos go viral on social media. And sometimes I refuse to believe that these people are this fucking idiotic. Like, the video where the guy is like, abortion is murder. And he's like, okay, so if anybody has abortion, they're a murderer. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, so Herschel Walker paid for two abortions. Is he a murderer? And he's like, well, actually. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> so it's just amazing how the rules get bent based off who they want and who they support and what they want to get accomplished. But it is astounding to me that 
Herschel Walker got so many votes. And now so many so that it has to be a runoff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit away, but there was not like a large separation of what sane mind people would view. Um, like Herschel Walker should not have even been on the ticket, you know, for us. Um, but again, you know, it is um it's gonna be very interesting. I mean, so like right now, we are taping this after we've heard that Nevada has been declared. Yes. Um, so them's already currently have the Senate. Yay. What is this? What is this next month gonna look like? Because at the beginning of this week, I was telling you, I was like, the money that is about to come down to Georgia is going to be is going to triple probably what we saw in 20. And now I'm like, is it is it you gonna think they're be, gonna give up? Like they're like, fuck it, it. Is it gonna be enough? Now, obviously, you don't Herschel is not anybody that I would want representing me in under any circumstance. So you would hope that Georgians still will say, okay, I can't have Herschel Walker in there. But the money that adds our out-of-state people, is the money going to be able to funnel down there enough to be able to drive the base out? Especially if they if they hear or is communicated to them that, hey, Senate is already under the control of Democrats. They may not understand the importance of having that one extra vote. But that 51 would knock off, like, it'd be fuck mansion. Like Joe Manchin couldn't have all that pull that he has. So Manchin cinema, but here's the thing. So Manchin has been able to take bullets for the team. He's been able to get some. He's been able to take bullets for the team. And he's been able to increase his popularity and his platform and his presence in the political space because he was the one willing to take the bullets. Mm -hmm. There's probably about another six or seven dems that are in the senate right now that probably are on that same page maybe not as extreme as him because he's in west virginia but are like hey no some of these things that we are trying to push through i might not agree with and i might not be willing to put my name behind it but they can put their name behind it and cover themselves because they know that manson is already publicly going to say i'm not going for that so it's never even going to touch it where they have to get a vote Interesting. Now um, it might be a little different. That's an interesting thought. I don't know. Can I just say this? And I think I text this to you often. I just fucking hate politics. Like, I just hate this is where we are, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like each election I get a little bit more apathetic, right? Like, I knew it was election time, or at least I didn't know it was early voting. And so you had texted me. And yeah, I was like, yeah. what was my driving factor <laughs> in the state of Maryland was question four. We got to legalize marijuana here. Go Marylanders. So that was like, oh, let me get out and get my vote for that. That was what drove me out. Not, and like, you know, Westmore, that was a shoe in That was a given. Like, no one thought this guy Cox was going to be him. Like, yeah. that, that, all that stuff. But like... I just feel like it would be nice to actually care about the people you're voting for or like feel some type of like, yay, I want to support this person. You had up in fucking Pennsylvania, you had Dr. Oz and a man who just had a fucking stroke. Like, <laughs> what? Like, <Yeah. laughs> 
thin. I understand like you have Herschel Walker and Warnock. Like I'm just none of these people are exciting or you want to vote for them. And I think too, you watch these people that the people that you did support and feel that way. You watch them get in office and suddenly just become a part of the system and all the good ideas and rah, rah, rah just went out the window. And so I really don't like politics at all because it's just, it's annoying. It is. It, it is very annoying, but you have to understand, like the way I look at it is like our block right now, mm-hmm. like us and younger our age, because we don't vote in the numbers that people from 55 to 75 vote we are not able to drive as much of the process as we would like. So if we, as a voting block, took more time and use our voices a little bit more and held our senators, our local reps, all of those people accountable, um, like most people don't even know who their reps are, like from the state house to um, the Congress. They don't know that they have people there that work the phones that will listen to your message that are going to call back. Like those things, like they don't get the calls from people like us. They're getting calls from people that are our parents' age. So we have to be more in tune to the political process. And, And like you said, like you become... Like, oh, nothing's going to change. Yeah, it's it just like, matter. that's that's really where I'm at. It's like, none yeah. of this shit fucking matter. I know yeah. not, I know that's not the thing you're supposed to say. If you say that publicly, it's like, oh, you cancel, right? And so, but I know a lot of people feel the same way where it's a like, a ton of people right, do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm voting, but eggs still $12 and gas still $5. <laughs> like, nothing is changing. Uh, and it's, let me say this. Yes, there takes it's a lot of moving parts to make society function that the, the role the government plays, not downsizing that at all. But the shit you matter, the shit that matters to most people is the shit that they encounter daily that affects yeah. their day to day life. And that's the part that's hard to keep looking at because it's like. Mr. Man, Mr. Woman, somebody do something. <laughs> like, yeah. that's why I love that guy's videos where he'd be like, Joe Kawasaki. <laughs> like, <laughs> that yeah, should be funny. It's like we, yes, it matters on a national level. It's important to get out and vote, all those things. But yes, your state delegates, your, um, your county council people, your county executives all of those things matter one for your your main tax base um like these taxes your tax codes all of those things are impacted by your local and state government um so like are you involved in that are you going out to vote and vote on the ordinances that are on your ballot that are asking Ooh, for us to borrow can we talk about that like, <laughs> like are you like hey because they're going to get this money, you know, because it's, nobody's going out there. Is it terrible? Like, you I, I really, this, I'm going to speak my truth for this election. <laughs> I ain't do no fucking research on nobody. Like, I'm just real. I, I really was apathetic in voting this time. As I just said, question four was my main draw. So I was like, literally this time voting, anyone who was a Democrat got my vote. Okay. Like, <laughs> I know it's, I know it's so terrible, right? And I was like, I didn't do no, 
Democrat, Democrat. <laughs> like that's literally what I did. And then I got to all them ordinances and this and that. And I was like, why the hell we where I live? Why the hell we voting on Howard County? Something for Howard County orphans. Like yeah. what? And I was like, oh, Booney, you fucked this one up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, think about it. Like, it's a ton of people that, and this is not just for Maryland, but this is like for every state. Most of these, most of the things that are going to either impact your taxes or not impact your taxes are going to come across on the ballot. So like here, we get a lot of things that are like, hey, do you want to do you want to borrow for this? Do, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do 40 million for parks? Do you want to do 200 million for schools? Do you want to do all of those things? So like if, if you if we are not going out to say like either, hey, we want to spend this money and we want to use it to either improve our community or, or funnel the money somewhere else. You're going to have that 55 to 75 crowd that is going to determine all of those things that are happening around you. And they're not going to be here to see it. Because, you know, hey, it takes a while for the money to get in and for the, the process of actually having these things happen to to actually come to fruition. Um, so, it's like, yeah. It's not only just old people voting, but it's old people running this shit. It was a tweet going around that, what's his name, Grazley? Oh, uh, yeah, Chuck 89 Russell. years old? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck was somebody vote for an 89-year-old? I'm, I'm, why do you want to keep working at 89 fucking years old? Yeah, yeah. They were like the man was born before chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just looking like I don't even want to work at 37, 38, at 89. Nah. Yeah, I mean they. You, we have a senator in, in in California that is well known to have dementia. Oh, and what's her name? Um, uh, senator Feinstein. Yes, she's well known to have dementia. All of the people around her that work in her team have in back circles said that she is struggling but she will uh, listen to people out there if if y'all ain't gonna vote and the people that are in her block are gonna vote they are gonna get out there that's my thing too I'm, I'm looking at old man biden and not to be ageist but like at some point we have to admit that our mental faculties start to diminish right it, you know and the stress of that job Good I wouldn't Lord. want to be 80 doing that. Why would you want to do this? Like, all right, sir, you'll be known as the president for the rest of your life. One term, sit the fuck down and go be old and, and knit sweaters or some shit. Yeah, because it's like, you know, by the time that his term is over, it's like, okay, well, what is the rest of your life going to look like? I mean. Yeah. So I can't I, even believe that he would. That, like a second term, no. Like I don't want to vote for him a second time. He was the person to get the job done, like this time. But like I don't want to vote for him. So here we go yeah. again. Where it's like and, um, here we go again. <laughs> I mean, he, he he has he has favor right now. But I mean, the issue is, is that you know I, I'm I try to be optimistic about this stuff and like, hey, things you are going to be okay. I'm like, but, this shit is terrible. <laughs> I mean, we have a very, very interesting next year coming up because it 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 really is all going to be dependent on what happens over in Ukraine. Like, like nothing, the Fed, all of this stuff is all of the everything's going to hit the fan next year. So it is okay, y'all, is ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this. The last time 
my best friend said some shit like this on Twitter. He had a tweet <laughs> pinned as his favorite tweet. Okay. And that is when the pandemic broke. Like he said some shit like, we'll never see a year like this for our lifetimes. And it was pandemic lockdowns. <laughs> so oh, yeah, here he go. Here he no. goes again. No, talking no, about no. the economy. No. I don't know. The economy does have me very scared. I think about a lot of times, and this is my privilege talking here. Like I make decent money. I'm able to pay my bills. I got a little bit of room to play with. Now come January, I may not because I'm going to start fucking paying student loans that I ain't paid in three fucking years. (laughs) That money's been reallocated a long time ago. So I don't know where they plan on getting this payment from, but okay. Um, So I'm looking at shit like this and I'm just like, how are people who make 40 and $50,000 surviving. Like I literally just, it, and with kids, right? Because you look at the average income in America and all this stuff. I'm just like, how are people making it? Everything is so goddamn high. Like when I go to the grocery store, I used to could go for the week, yeah. get me a couple meals, some breakfast, a few snacks, some fruit and spend $70. Now I'm going, it's 97, 105. And I'm like, it's, it's just me. <laughs> it, is, it is very tough. And, I, you know, I'm like, here's, I, I don't want to get too, too political because I don't know what your, um, your audience um, cares about, you know, in regards to this, but it's just like, man, um, the cost of everything is so high and, <laughs> and we are at a time where it's like, common sense says hey us you are the superpower in the world you need to get these two teams that are way underneath of you together at a table and come to an agreement to figure out okay you're either going to give them these two portions here hey go ahead cut this out you had a little piece of pie but we're gonna go ahead you can have everything we're not changing over our regime all that good stuff and everyone goes back to their separate ways. But we are stupidly, again, sorry, uh, political elites that may happen to listen to this podcast. I don't agree. <laughs> Y'all are funneling billions. You give me the money, check. <laughs> billions of dollars into a war that. It's just like we want to keep it going. Like we want to just keep this it's thing like going. It's like every two days we see an article. Biden gives ten billion, fifteen billion, thirty yeah. billion. I'm like, nigga, that's my student loan payment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I'm just it's, like, well, I don't know when this process is going to stop because we need to get the global order, not necessarily the global order, but the global. The new Economy world order? State. Are you talking about hotel theories? <laughs> no, 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 no. Conspiracy theories? <laughs> I know that, but I ain't going there. We want to get the global economy back to some stability. And right now, it's like... It know. is real loosey-goosey right now. Everybody, money is funny. I will say this, though, and this is... It is happening. What China is doing with their money right now is low-key terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and if people don't know what I'm talking about, um, China is testing a digital currency 
and they had people sign up to test it and they gave them free digital currency. But like some of the parameters around it is like, if you don't use the money, it expires, they can take it away. They're limiting where you can use the money. And I'm like, that is very scary that a government is testing that out and such a, as a government as China per se. Um, so not saying that'll be widespread use, but could it be? Yeah. I'm, China is very interesting to me. They are. The economy right now is not in the best place. They're going through a housing bubble like we did, but larger than ours. Mm-hmm. Um, um, then when we had in what was that? Oh, oh eight during the recession. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So their their money is funny right now. So what happens with Taiwan? And um, so you can't I don't just know. be knowing all this. Stuff. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's why I said I don't want to get into it too much because it's just like I'm like Taiwan. What they do? <laughs> like I don't know that people realize that what is happening in Ukraine versus what could happen in Taiwan is like night and day. So think about everything that we have over here. Okay. All of the computer chips, all of the refrigerators, the cars, the TVs, the phones, all of those use these little small little chip things. 90% of the market is in Taiwan that make those chips. Um, which is why it was such a big deal for the CHIPS Act that passed in Congress that yes. is hopefully going to allow manufacturing to start happening here. But that's going to take a decade for that to actually build <laughs> up. That's not, out, yeah. that, that's, not a, that's not a quick thing. If China invades Taiwan, say within the next year or two, um, our lives are completely flipped. What we know as living right now is not living anymore. Oh, wow. The, the ability for us to be able to get our technology, get things that we need that all use these little small little chips that take a very, very long time to make, it, it flips everything because they would then be the controllers of that market. But if they... If they went all in and said, okay, we're just going to explode or bomb some of these facilities that um, manufacture these chips. They were fucked, is what you're saying. Basically. So, interesting. Like, I get that we, yes, we pay attention to um, Ukraine and Russia and what's happening right now. But what is happening with uh, Xi Jinping um, over there in China? And what he may or may not do, I would say pay attention to that. <laughs> See, this is why I have him come on because this is stuff that I'm just like, none of y'all fools know this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's that's not true. That's not true. Nobody uh, listening knows what he just said. And if you did, DM just me talk to me. It. I would love. I would love yeah. to talk. I-, I love to talk about these things. So again, because yeah. there's probably yes. not <laughs> they're not things that I. I might not know. Um, there are things that I may know, but I might not know enough about. But that's what I'm here. I just like to waste I mean, my it's time fascinating, though, because yeah. we do live in our bubble and we think, OK, we're just looking at this limited, narrow view. 
not knowing all this stuff is so intricately linked together. Um, so I did hear about the CHIP Act because I was just following it because I was like, maybe possibly want a new car. Um, and that was one of the reasons why cars were so expensive because yeah. the CHIP, you know, um, not knowing all of this extra context to it. So yeah, like Taiwan is like the main manufacturer of semiconductor chips, I believe. Don't quote me. I believe that's what what we call them. Um, but they manufacture and build and have the infrastructure to be able to do that. Um, so Taiwan, depending on how you view it, is a part of the CCP, but okay, they're kind of like Hong Kong in a way that they want to kind of have their independence. Um, so are their leaders over there going to try to implement a full one China policy that so you'll hear people talk about this here and there about like, hey, one China, um, like what does the U.S. view it as? That's why Biden gets in so many different gaps when he says like, we will um, we will uh, defend Taiwan. You, you can't say that um because kind of will view that and views those things that as like the a, that's the u.s okay. policy um and they view things that we say as acts of war when we may just view it as like saying things like okay, like we just here. trying to protect the chips yeah yeah we just like we thinking it from an economic standpoint they're thinking that it like no oh, this is our this is us yeah um very yeah, interesting so it, yeah um, well, last thing I wanted to ask you about before we wrap up. I, I feel like you and it. I were on the same page on this one. Um, crypto. <laughs> funny money. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen. And so now watching all this shit implode and people saying they mismanaged money. Well, uh, sh- no shit, Sherlock. Like, it was made up money. It was the, um, it was the bros. Uh, Mary Kay. It was, and it's. Star- I'm glad I only had twenty to fifty dollars invested. Yeah. I, <laughs> I did. I had, I had big money. I had twenty dollars in one. I had forty in another. I was. I was. I, was out here I looked. I looked in my Robin Hood. I had brought like thirty five dollars of Dogecoin when that was like a oh, thing. Yeah. It's now worth four dollars and sixty nine cent. And then I looked in like Coinbase, and I had like. $35 of um urethium, which was worth something. Uh, so yeah, that, and, and that one was the one that was doing okay for a little bit. And then yeah, no. I should have I should have sold a while ago. But uh yeah, I'm not surprised everything that's happening with crypto because it it's playing out exactly how I thought it was actually. <laughs> like it was it was literally that people had nothing to do with their money at the time that COVID hit. So it was like, oh, this is perfect. Let's just go ahead and funnel our money in. The problem is, is that the people that are funneling in the heavy amounts of money are the people that are able to either lose a little bit and get out and they're okay with losing it because it's just a small percentage of their portfolio. Um, You have people here that are like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire, you know, off of crypto. Yeah. Like, fucking dummy <laughs> tell me how like tell me how it makes sense like where are the nfts like what were y'all doing with those like, oh where? nfts like 
I say y'all just making up anything now. Yeah. Like, what? It's like, just never. I, this piece of art is a like. Shut the fuck up. That I never. But I said, okay, this crypto. What if it do take off? But me, twenty dollars wasn't going to take me. Yeah, that like much, you, so. you think you know? You're like, oh yeah, but we're not. We're not that crazy enough to be like, okay, we're gonna do here's six a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Nah. which it's still small potatoes to the people that you hear lost. But like, it came out. What is it? They got crypto and a lot of them that. What is the other FTX? FTX, crypto.com. Yeah, they're all in hot water right now. And yeah. they were saying how a few of them are trying to get to Dubai so they won't be extradited. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I I have to, I gotta, I have to look into this a little bit more. But like Miami, like the mayor of Miami was like recruiting a lot of that money down there. So like a lot of the people that had moved down there fairly recently were tied into the crypto. the crypto world like he wanted it like he had a 60 minutes thing um he oh. had a 60 minute piece where he was like yeah i want miami to be the home of crypto i'm looking to have people come in like we want to be able to have all of this stuff housed in miami like i am very curious to see like what that looks like um and like yeah. is that going to impact their real estate market down there because a lot of people moved down there like yeah they were booming too and overinflated yeah. and overpriced so yeah very interesting stuff all right keep your money safe put it under your mattress now <laughs> <laughs> right 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 mm. uh read up on so this is the takeaways read up on taiwan uh don't put your christmas tree uh, in 90 degree weather that's true um, yeah. What did you just I'll say? Uh, so don't do any more crypto transactions. <laughs> no, because they they gonna start selling your money. And if you are down in Georgia, please get your ass out so we can get fifty one forty nine in the Senate. That would be nice. That would uh-huh. be that would be nice. Um, pay attention. Hey, That's it. I mean, pay attention. I know we don't we don't be having time for all this other stuff that is going on. We don't because it's a lot and it gets daunting and it's draining and you're just like fuck it. I'm just gonna yeah watch Netflix. It, <laughs> I'm right there see, with y'all. Listen, see something, say something. Like you tell <laughs> you, you tell your kids to do the same thing. Do the same thing with your your local congressman. You see something, you say something. That's all you gotta do. Like there you y'all go. ain't doing that at home because y'all ain't working. I know it. Don't do that. Don't spread that propaganda here. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, listen, when, when I'm not working, I see y'all out in the streets as well. So I know y'all in these stores during the middle of the day, not doing it's nothing. Cold. What do they say? Work-life balance. <laughs> balance. <laughs> All right, Kenny. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you. All right, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you to the homie KG for stopping in and dropping all of his knowledge. See, you don't learn something that you ain't even know that you needed to know that you now need to pay attention to because of him. So that's how I feel on a daily basis, y'all. And I try to share that resource with you all. All right, be sure to support our sponsor, Dane Products. Use the code Boonie10. That's Boonie10, all cap letters, to save ten percent on your purchase. All right, because we love dame they help keep the lights on over here 
on the booting breakdown all right and if you enjoyed this episode i encourage you to listen subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast spotify amazon music stitcher google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, radio youtube or any apps that you listen to your favorites on don't forget to leave us a review too you might just hear your review on the next episode follow us on all social media share the episode with those you love those you don't love those you fucking hate i don't make these pretty images for nothing okay have a dope ass week thank you for listening and remember the ratchet in me always honors the ratcheting you until next time.